What's up, y'all? It's Russ Parr, and welcome to the Russ Parr cast. Well, today, this lady shocked the world years ago when she made allegations about Michael Jordan's family. It's Michael Jordan's sister, Dolores E. Jordan, who we're going to be talking to in just one second. And she's got another book, and you're going to want to hear this interview, y'all. You definitely want to hear it. So let's get right to it. Her name is Dolores E. Jordan, and of course, she's an inspirational speaker, author, life coach, real estate agent, entrepreneur, and a minister, and just a great person. How are you doing today? I am wonderful, Ross. Thank you for that. Absolutely. You know, we haven't talked in almost a decade. Has it been that long? No, it's been a, yes, it has. How's everybody? Everybody's great. Everybody's great. And, and, and you're doing great, obviously, because I can, I can look at your picture that they sent and I'm like, this is like, like a total departure from the person I talked to a long time ago. And and if it's okay, yeah. if we can go back because um, just to give people some context, My Family's Shadow um, was a very powerful book that I read. And I, I wanted to have you on to talk about it. And that was almost like a decade ago. And um, yeah. there are certain things that you went through in your life. And, and you being the older sister of Michael Jordan, you know, everybody looks at the they look at the outside and they go, oh, what a beautiful situation and so on and so forth. But you brought up, uh, you brought up some things that weren't comfortable for people. I took some heat for, for interviewing you at that I time, uh, which, you know, you I don't did? care about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fans of your brother. Um, yeah. But, you know, I could care less about that because everybody has their story. Everybody has their truth. And I felt that you had a right to tell it. And that's why I'm I'm honored to have yeah. you on again. Uh, things have changed since then. Um, I'm yes, you yes, know, just a lot the, has changed. Well, what has changed from you? You know, we were talking about you chronicled, you know, the abuses that you went through within the family and so on and so forth. Have 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 you had some reconciliation with the family at all? Um, I have, but I stepped away, Russ, because my healthiness depends on me doing what is good for me. And so I find that when I go home, I am walking on pins and needles not to upset my mom. I mean, that, everybody else, I, you know, they're siblings. So if they get, you know, upset, I, I can deal with that. But right. I, I think that, you know, based on my past, you know, and, you know, in the book, you know, I'm, I'm very candid about my mom and I not having a, you know, the best relationship and um, my father's abuse. I mean, before my father abused me, we didn't have a good relationship and the abuse started from eight to 16. So, mm -hmm. you know, as a little girl, I, you know, there was no nurturing between she and myself. And um, for the first four years, I was left with my um, parental grandparents. Mm -hmm. And so um, the first four years of my life. So um, by the time, you know, we, she and I came together, um, I actually, my nickname is Sister. So I actually, and that came as a, because I used to think she was my sister because mm. I've been with my grandparents, you know, right. all my, my younger life. So, uh, and she was a young mother. And sometimes we see it with young mothers and, you know, in the grocery stores, you know, not necessarily knowing how to maneuver being young and having children. Yeah. And since I was the first girl and, um, and I, I, I was born with some, you know, um, a breech baby in a time when it wasn't, you know, popular or whatever. And whatever the illness was, um, you know, 
maybe she didn't know how to deal with it. We never talk about my life. We just absolutely never talk about my life. And if we do talk about my life, it, it, it's in the midst of an argument. And the words that come out of her mouth kind of define uh, how she see me, mm-hmm. you know. And so, um, and and then I recognize that um, when my husband was unfaithful to me, mm-hmm. I every time I would see the woman, it would take me back to that moment, mm. you know, and, and I'm even when, you know, um, I got over it, but it was still a trigger yeah, how trigger. I came to know that person, you know I mean? Yeah. yeah. And so I have, I think that, you know, some of that is my mom. Mm-hmm. I don't ask her, you know, to, to, um, to, to try to put it in words anymore. Cause I know again, when we have, heated debates which i don't have with her anymore mm-hmm. um then some of that uh, venom comes out right and 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 because i am at a place in my life that i'm okay with me because that's what the first book did i'm sorry that right. you took heat for it I, listen, I, I, I didn't make i didn't want to make it about me because that that was irrelevant for me because yeah. at the time i found you fascinating i found your your story very believable and, and a lot of people just, everybody had in their head, this is Michael Jordan's oldest sister. And I'm uncomfortable with that, calling you Michael Jordan's oldest sister, because you have a voice and you are an individual that didn't come about as to ha- how you have evolved as an individual because you're Michael Jordan's older sister. You're Dolores E. Jordan, and you have a road that you traveled. And I, when I read your book, it captivated me, your first one. And, and of course, the second one, by the way, for those who didn't stronger than your situations, please don't jump. We'll talk about that in just one sec. But I just went, I had that time. I thought you were a very emotional writer, which I love. Yeah. Some people will look at that and yeah. go, okay, here's somebody that's hiding. You weren't trying to hide anything. You were like, okay, it's time. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I and sometimes so you have to cut there. off family. Oh, yeah. You know what? The book was liberating. Um, you know, I went as much as I did get some critics. I have to tell you that I, the people, the positive people, oh, my goodness, overwhelmed the critics, you know, almost two to one, a hundred right. to one almost, you could say, because what I found with my book was there was a, there's a lot of Dolores in the world, a yeah. lot of oh, absolutely. people that have been ab- abused. And a, a lot of entertain, a lot of celebrity um, siblings reached out to me, mm-hmm. and they were saying, you know, thank you for being so transparent about what it really is like to be in the family of a celebrity. Because I always say, celebrities and politicians they choose their lifestyle, they choose to step into that arena, but the family comes along with it with the public's expectations. And so we're in, in MJ's case, you know, he, he's four years younger than me. So when the abuse started for me, I'm eight, he's four. When it ends at, with me telling my father at, I mean, telling my mother on my father at age 16, Michael's 12. There's no Air Jordan or basketball or NBA or none of that right. in on the scene at the time. And so for to fast forward later and and my brother became, you know, this phenomenal athlete that he is that I'm very proud of. But, you know, I also, I still had my life and I still right. had to figure out how to maneuver my life. And I had to now figure out how 
his life was impending on my life and the mm. expectations it brought. Yeah, we're talking and to, so, let me just um, let me just tell everybody, we're talking to Dolores E. Jordan. Uh, you are stronger than your situations. Please don't jump. That's her new book. Um, I, I got to ask you, since we're on talking about your little brother, uh, do you have a relationship with him? Because I, I remember when your first book came out, he was livid. And, you know, yeah. I, I guess he, he couldn't hear you. Is that still the case now? Well, you know, a lot of people think my that Michael and I issues happened um, because of the first book. But in all honesty, the first we had had some issues prior, and one of which he forced my house in foreclosure, a house he didn't buy for me, but a house that he talked me into. Um, he, he talked me. I was going through a divorce, and he asked me. He called me one day, and he says. Hey, Sissy, I think that you need a new start. I, and my, my divorce was painful. My husband cheated on me with two women, and one of the women called to tell on the other woman. Mm. And so, you know, so all of these things were just being compounded. And at the same time, I had still had, I never really dealt with the abuse because it was never a good time. So, um, so, but my, you know, my father had been, you know, gone for several years or whatever. And then I, was, I found myself in the midst of, this voice and then so M called me one day and he just said just I think you need a new start and I have to be honest I was exhausted mm -hmm. and so I said a new start what are you talking about you know so I think you just need to move and get a fresh new start and start all over and at in between I had already started the book and put it down because you know my mom put fear in me everybody's going to see me as a gold digger everybody's you know everybody see mj as a god they're going to see you as you know just out you know riding on his coattail so all those other things and i had kids in high school so they were like mom can you wait till we get out of high school so i had to take into everybody's consideration that maybe this is not something i need to do and so um and i kind of knew that there was freedom on the other side of it, mm -hmm. but I, because I kept felt like, because people often say how wonderful it is to be in Michael Jordan's family. Don't you feel so blessed? And mm -hmm. I, and that wasn't my, what I felt, but so oftentimes I nodded and agreed to go along because I love my brother and the truth is not pretty. And the image had, you know, everything about us had been, packaged so well and put out there so I, you know who was I to, to say well wait a minute that's not my story and so you know I just tried to fit into what was there and whatever and I tried suicide so many times because I felt like it was so much easier for the family if I wasn't in it and so much easier for me if I didn't have to get up every day and look at me and understand that you know so much of my life had been violated and in such a way I can't undo, I can never take back the fact that well, so Dolores, you can never let me, undo But let me that. ask you, and, and you, you, you talk about that you tried so many times to commit suicide. What was rock bottom for you? When was it that God stepped in and said, you can be more of a vessel for me and help me get the word out about people that are experiencing the things that you're going through? What was rock bottom for you? I, it's an absolute rock bottom that may well i i tried suicide and and he actually i was literally gone and I, it's funny because i had this door this automatic lock on this door um on this home that my husband and i had bought and he was a contractor but he never got around to changing the lock 
And so many times, me and the kids, if we didn't walk out the door with the keys or we didn't take it and put something in the door to ajar the door, so once the door was closed, it was locked. And it would be that same door that God would open. You know, I was talking, I had prepared to die. I had taken everything to die and had cleaned my house, got in bed, and just was waiting for death to come. And the phone rang, and one of my friends, you know, um, instinctively, just I answered the phone because that's what we did way back then. Mm-hmm. You know, we went went and telemarketers, and so she she called and she was just checking in. She would say later that she had no plans for calling me, but she, something moved her in her spirit to call me. And I went out while talking to her, and so ultimately she, you know, she just thought I went back to sleep. But she then got moved enough to get on the bus and come across town and found my car there, knocked on the door, none of the doors were open. She left and she came back. And the door that wouldn't open earlier opened, Mm. seriously. And she got to me and she got EMS and they restarted my heart. And, you know, I was in intensive care for a couple of days. And and then, um, and I, I woke up, you were saying, I woke up and found myself still tied to this life. I was not happy. Wow. I was, I, I was very, very angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was very angry that God. That was my third attempt, and that God had intervened. And I, and it's funny because I never really thought about God before, as being a, as even even knowing who I was, mm-hmm. because there was so much pain around me. And you know, you always get this thing that God loves you, and you wouldn't think that God would allow some things, which that's not true. He allows a lot, and right. so. Um, but I found that I woke up and instantaneously was angry with God. Why I didn't think about taking my problems to him before, I don't know. But instantaneously, I kind of knew nobody could have opened that door but him. And I couldn't understand why he was keeping me here. Mm-hmm. And so that was my anger. And two days later, one of our politicians dropped dead. And I was convinced, because here this man has a purpose to be here. And you take him. And I can't see my worth, and you leave me. It mm. just made no sense. But I challenged God in a way that I had never thought to do. Where if you won't let me die, then show me how to live, because I don't yes. know how to live this life you have given me. Mm. And so it wasn't uh, it wasn't overnight. It was a process, and it started with me. You know, I started the book opportunity came. I the book opportunity wasn't even there yet. I had just been journaling. And this particular journalist out of Chicago called me on a private number, not sure how she got my number. And she wanted me to write a book from a sibling perspective about how good it was to be in my family. And I said, well, I'm the wrong sibling. How did you get my number? I am the wrong sibling. I don't have that story. And so, you know, she was insistent. I would love to share your story. But, and so I said, well, if I'm going to write a story, it's got to be the truth, yeah. you know, and it's funny when people talk about me writing stories for money, because I could have written a good story mm-hmm. that kept, kept, that showed even myself, because, you know, my first book does not show me in a good light. It no. shows me broken. Mm-hmm. It shows me beat down. It shows me, I mean, it, it, it ranges from anger to just defeat. Well, you know, I dark, could hear it when I interviewed dark. you back then. I, I, I heard it in your voice. And I, yeah. I knew that you were troubled. Some of the things that you brought up and you brought out um, made people start to question 
um, Michael, and I'm not even sure, you know, Michael Jordan, I'm not even sure if you guys have reconciled a little bit from that. Obviously, it sounds like there's still some tension, but that doesn't matter because right now you're doing God's work and, and, and just looking at, you know, your, your, your book, you, uh, you are stronger than your situations. Please don't jump. It's like, this is a book to help others. Um, this oh, is yeah. a book about positivity and, you know, sometimes we fall in love with our story and it's something my wife always says, and I know she got it from somebody that, you know, the past didn't survive, but you did. And, oh, yeah. and you're here for a reason, God, because I, I've been, I've been down the road of being angry at God for taking people from me that I felt, you know, how could you do that? But I realized that God really doesn't make mistakes and there are lessons in almost everything no matter how painful they are. Everything. Yeah, they're how painful oh they are. Goodness. And I, you know, I'm 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 glad that he's using you as a microphone to others that are struggling, that are in this kind of pain, to be able to put it on paper, to be able to talk to me and other people, to get the word out like you're not alone. There there are answers. And sometimes I, I just turn to God and say a prayer. For myself, I, I never used, I didn't do that before because I didn't think I was worthy because I was angry all the time, but I found that it works because the devil's there. The devil's constantly messing with us and making us feel less than to, to, to make us do things that we don't want to do. Oh yeah. Well, I, I, I totally agree, but, and you know, we're so quick to look at it, see the negatives of the situation and I have come to, to understand, even with my life as dire and dark as it has been at times, oh my goodness, I like the person that those things help mold me into. I would not ever recommend anybody, I would not recommend fathers abusing their children. I would not recommend mothers rejecting their children. I would, that's not at all what I'm saying, but I have, God knew, like I struggled with, you put this phenomenal man with phenomenal talent in the family, and then you, but you put me, and you let me be broken, and you let me have all of these experiences, even before he, he was, you know, mindful of them, and then you took the him and and the family as a whole public. Lord, why did you do that? You could, you had a whole lot of families in the world. You couldn't have thought of another family to put me in. These are the conversations I had with God. Yeah. And what he told me, and then how I came up with the book, the, the name on the second book, I didn't make it up. It is what God kept saying to me, since the Lord, you're not lost to me. I know exactly where I put you at. I also know that you're stronger than your situation. There are some doors that I want you to walk through that I don't want you to fight to get to. So I send your brother ahead of you to cut a path. But the doors you walk through, you take me with you. So nice. I came to understand my purpose in life. I came to understand even being in Michael's family. You know, um, a lot of people will hear me mm-hmm. and listen to me and, and, and allow me into their space for no other reason than I'm, than I'm Michael Jordan's sister. Yeah. But when I get in there, I'm not going to talk to you about Michael's stats or Michael's career yep. or any of that. I'm going to talk to you about a saving grace a God who looked past all my faults, mm. saw my needs, kept me in spite of myself, taught me that I was not a mistake, 
taught me I was strong enough to not only live the life he gave me, wow. to use it. Yes. And so I think. And that's what brother, you're doing. That's what you're doing right that's now. What my, it is. And, I, and, and it makes all the other things that I've been through, when I use them for positive, it takes the sting out of the negative. Absolutely. And so, yeah. So they. So when I look over at them, I don't look over at them and and be mad at my family or mad at my mom or hating my father. I look towards God and say, "Lord, I literally do this." So I literally say, "Thank you for choosing me." I'm not thanking Him for the negative experiences as much as I'm thanking Him for the fact that He knew I could endure them. To fulfill my purpose, absolutely, and so, and so that's what I'm doing, and that's what in my, you know, that's what in my family shadow did for me, and you're stronger in your situation. Please don't jump. Yeah, is me taking those dark areas in my life, talking to the reader about how God came in and helped me to see sunlight in the midst of all the darkness, wow. and then how can I take my life and talk them away from that edge back up. Mm -hmm. I want you to understand that, you know, God is, I know it feels like God don't know you. I know it feels like God has forgotten you. God has abandoned you. But what I want you to know is God was intentional when he gave you life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Jeremiah 29, 11 says that he knows what future, I'm sorry that I'm talking, you know, but this is where I go in my life. Mm -hmm. You know, that he knows he has a plan for us. And it's not for our harm, it's for our good, and to bring us to an expected end. But it doesn't mean that we won't have painful moments. Absolutely. It doesn't mean that everything will, the, the sun doesn't shine every day rough. Some days, yep. the, you know, it's cloudy and it's raining. And so if I can get the people that are in the midst of their pain right now to not give up and, to, and not assume where they are now, where they're always going to be. Pain nice. does not last always. No, it doesn't. So that's, that's who I am. Well, the book, You Are Stronger Than Your Situations, Please Don't Jump, Dolores E. Jordan. Um, I am so overwhelmed right now knowing the young lady that I talked to decades ago, a decade ago, to yes. how you have evolved yes. and where you are right now. And if for anybody that would like to read this book, and I, I highly recommend it. I'm going to go finish it. www.doloresejordan.org. Uh, Amazon and Barnes and Noble uh, are some of the other places where you can purchase the book. I want to thank you for taking the time. I want to thank you for telling your truth because I think that is so imperative when we want to help others. And, and, and God has stepped step forward and showing you the way. And I'm just, I'm just glad that you're following because we're better <laughs> off that Dolores E. Jordan is here because you're here oh, to help. Thank you. And thank you once again for thank talking. Thank you so me. much. All righty. You take thank care. Thank you for allowing me to have this time. You got Bye-bye. it. You got it. Anytime. All right, Dolores, you take care. All righty. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Russ podcast. Make sure you subscribe and give us a rating and let everyone in your circle know about the Russ podcast. We'll be dropping Russ's rants occasionally, so make sure you check that out. And a new episode each week. Check me out during the weekday mornings on the Russ Parr Morning Show, syndicated nationally. Make sure you follow us on all socials at Russ Parr Show. Thanks again, y'all.